Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast, episode number nine. We have uh, two questions that we left off on episode number eight, and if you haven't checked that out, make sure you go back, you know, listen up to the, the questions that were asked. A lot of them were fun, a lot of them were serious, and a lot of them very informational, and that's kind of the fun things that I, I kind of am, am noticing inside the questions that are being asked uh, for this podcast, so it's pretty cool, and today, I definitely want to get into more serious ones, um, because these kind of hit home. Uh, a little bit more than the other ones, uh, especially a little bit more in the current situations of what we're doing and and where I'm at. Like I'm breathing heavy right now because I just went out and I walked the dogs and the dogs went crazy. Every time they saw something, they were kind of getting all spooked out for some reason. I don't understand why, but that is whatever it is for whatever it is and whatever reason it is. The question that was asked, um, and let me try to word it the right way without having to go back to the, the actual printout of it, but it's pretty much, I have depression and people don't believe me. The person has depression or feels depressed, kind of knows it, it's been a long time now, and people don't believe him and or people think it's fake. And that's a tough situation to be in, especially if it's affecting, and he says that it affects his, okay, it's him, it affects his workouts, it affects his diet, it affects his daily life, um, and not being able to say anything, he kind of just bottles it up, and then just, try, you know, he just does what he has to do uh, to get through the day. Now, my advice to you, um, because I, it's very close to home with that one, I do suggest that you go see someone, because... No matter who's in your, your life and they love you and they care for you and they want to be there for you, a lot of them don't understand it. Okay, And it's very hard to understand and explain depression if you've never been through it. And depending on how long you've been in it, you don't know how deep it is. Can it be clinical? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure I don't know you. Can it be a rough patch of life? Most likely. Or can it just be an accumulation of how you've been bottling up your feelings? I'm probably thinking that's what it is. Especially in cultural environments. I know for me, it doesn't, you know, it's just man up, move along. There's nothing, there's no such thing, right? There's no such thing because we don't want to show imperfection. And I would say the Filipino culture showing imperfection or showing weakness is um, uncalled for, right? You need straight A's. You have to be whatever, some loudy. That, that's what you graduate in, something, something loud. That's how, that's how smart I am, is that that's how far away I am from whatever accumulation. <laughs> What's, what, what is that word? The accreditation, accreditation. There is the Mumisum the movie Laudo. The movie some Laudo, and uh, I'm, I'm that far away from, from there. But they want that. And then when you're done, they want to make sure that you have a nice job with benefits that pays the bills. I mean, that's important, but even more so, so they can just talk 
about you to their friends. That's pretty much, that's it. Because if you do anything less than their kid, then you lose, right? You're not, you're not the one person to show off in front of uh, family and friends. So that's kind of the culture. You know, the culture is, what is your talent? And like, I think it's Joe Coy. Joe Coy makes a, he's a stand-up comic. He's actually here from Vegas. He's a Filipino guy that kind of broke through the wall of um, the Filipino lifestyle and culture inside his stand-up. And the biggest thing is like naming what is your talent. And like the Filipinos look for their kids' talent immediately, and then they expose the shit out of it. Like if you could break dance, you're dancing at every party, right? If you're a spelling bee champion, you know it. You know it. On Wednesday night, someone's coming over. You're spelling three thousand words at the dinner table just to show you off. You're like a little puppet. But it's that pressure that you're getting to be perfect that's stopping you from seeking some help because you don't want to be looked at as imperfect. You don't want to be looked like uh, looked at as needing help. And the more you, you stay away from it and the more you don't talk about it and the more you don't find a way to express those emotions and feelings and manage them, the deeper it's going to get and the harder it's going to be to do the things that you want to and love. Um, a pre- present case, I'm completely depressed. Completely I have no motivation to do things, but a lot of it has to do with the medication that I am taking to, to regulate my bipolar because they'd rather me be, I guess, depressed and not, I guess, not motivated than to do something drastic to myself, like self-harm or suicide. So I don't know. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough road, and I'm, I'm stuck here with that right now. But I am trying to do my best and, you know, have a network of friends that's like kind of friends that I can reach out to and if I want to reach out to because they would uh, most likely understand what it is. And for you, maybe finding a friend that you could talk to, but it's even more so sometimes that's tough because you need that balanced person that's not involved in your life. You need a person that's going to professionally give you some professional help but at the same time like you just have this relationship where it's just you and them and you could say whatever you want and it takes you know time to build that relationship but that freedom to talk in therapy does help you know it does help and then if it comes a little deeper than that then maybe it is medication and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it you know a lot of people have a stigma that being medicated is that you're crazy no you're crazy no matter what Right, you're crazy for not getting help. You're crazy for trying to to be here in this situation and trying to hold on to it by yourself for a long time. That's crazy. You know, what's not crazy is seeking help. What's not crazy is finding a way to make you better. I I'll tell you right now, like I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate taking medications and they keep ripping new ones into me. And, like, I don't even know what the next side effect's going to be. You know, I have tremors and my hands tremble. I'm fucking tired as shit half the time because I just have no, like, I don't want to do anything. But I know it's in the process of doing so. Right? Just like when you're dieting and you're on a diet. You don't see anything. You don't know what, you don't know anything about the diet until someone says, you know what? Your face looks thinner. And it's like, oh my god, it works. Something's happening. Something, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Must be the broccoli. Must be the steamed broccoli. That's what you think. No, it's the you trekking on and keeping the consistent pattern of what it is you're doing. 
You know, the consistency is what's helping you lose the weight, you know, and the same thing with this. The consistency of you taking medication, seeing therapy, doing the exercise that you need to do to feel better will eventually pay off in the end. And hopefully you learn a lot of skills that helps you manage those emotions and helps manage your depression throughout the rest of your life. Because it's coming back. It's boomeranging back some point or another. Because there's going to be some type of traumatic event in your, in your life that you're going to bottle up. Or you're not going to be able to, to, to really control those emotions because they're going to be pretty big. Right? And it's going to be a, a tough ride. But as long as you start learning the skills now, having someone to talk to. And maybe if you do medication for a little bit, then jump on the medication for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing fucking wrong with it. I've been on it multiple times. And you guys come and listen to me. You know? I don't know why. But I appreciate it. And that, that's kind of the way it is. No matter what happens, the people that don't believe you is because they don't understand. Right? They don't understand what it's like to be inside your head. They don't understand what it's like to hear the voices that you hear. They don't understand what it's like to live inside your shoes. And one person should never judge another person because you never know what they've been through. You never know what happened to them last night, last week, three years ago, ten years ago. Something happens to people to make people react and feel this way. Yeah, it could be a chemical imbalance. It could be hormones or whatnot. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, whether there's a hormone imbalance, it's most likely can be. But depression does that because when you have depression anxiety, you're creating cortisol. And then if your body thinks it's under attack all the time, of course your horm hormones are going to shift. Of course your brain is going to rewire. And that's why you have to go see a therapist. That's why you have to go see a psychiatrist. Because you want them to exercise your brain. You want them to help you out and help you mold a new pattern, another way. So you can live a life that's worth living for. Last year, I, I didn't feel like I had a life worth living for. And it got that deep. It got that deep that I didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I'll have my, my, you know, I'll have my swings and I'll have my, you know, my times where it kind of feels that way still. But if it wasn't for, for those times and understanding and learning, going to group and figuring it out, that I do belong here and so do you. Last year, none. There's, after a while, there's no reason for me to be on this earth. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand why I was here anymore. That's how far my brain went. That's how far my emotions went. That's how far I took it. Because I didn't want to bother people. I didn't want to seek help. I was too stubborn. Because I think I could do everything on my own. So I would self-medicate. I'd Google stuff. Trying to try my own, my own way. Just because I didn't want to go visit a doctor. Just because I didn't, you know, and then you're going to make up excuses of like, oh, there's no time. My insurance doesn't cover it. How am I going to get there? And it was impossible for me to go see a therapist because I was so ignorant to do it, so stubborn to do it. 
But I'd like to say that that helped me. You know, seeing therapists and getting my shit straight, going to the hospital helped me a lot. And the book is coming out sometime in the fall. And I just know that's the story. Like you listen to the, the journal entries and the stories of me just not just going down. You know, trying to do things by myself. Trying to find a way. You know, trying to chip away and figure this thing called life out. Because I didn't want to live anymore. And I hope it doesn't get to that point for you. I hope it doesn't get to that point for you. Or anyone out there that's listening to this. I hope it doesn't get to that point for you. Because if you're at that point, there's a thousand hotlines. There's a thousand numbers you can call right now. You can always call 911. And there's no judgment. They're there to help you. And that's it. Like There is help out there. We just have to be the ones that want to grab it. Usually it's us not wanting to, to reach out for help or not want to talk about it or not want to do anything because we feel like we're less than and or we would appear to other people as less than. But I want you to know that you're not. You are not. So I hope that answers your question on what to do about being depressed and people not believing you. Because I understand how hard it can be to be alone inside your own head and feel like no one else understands you or no one else gets anything that you think of or make up or create inside your own head. Not saying you're a liar, not saying you're a fibber, not saying you're a storyteller. I just know a lot of the thoughts in our minds are not correct because it's a brain that is malfunctioned and it's working in a different way. So hopefully you find a way to make sure it works in the way that I know it can for you. I know you. Right? I know you personally. You're very strong. I know you are. And I know you can get through this. But the first thing you have to do is go see a therapist, whether or whether or not anyone agrees that you do so. You have to do it for you. Anyone. It doesn't matter. In order to find a therapist, sometimes you're not going to land the first one. Right? Sometimes it's going to take a couple tries. Here, I haven't seen one yet. I've been here for two months because I was trying to f- find the perfect one. None. None of them was taking my insurance. None of them was doing the stuff that I was, I was practicing and, and doing over in New Jersey. So now I have one Saturday. I'm just taking anyone because I have to go talk to somebody. It's been too long. And I hope you do the same too. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Go to our sponsors really fast. And uh, I'll get to the next question. Guys, hold on tight. I'll be right back. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. What's going on? Welcome back. Thank you uh, for coming back from that short break. Uh, what a great question that was talking about depression, especially in the timing for, for me as well. I just I just feel lost. You know, I just feel like I can't figure things out, and maybe I, I don't need to. So the one thing, just to kind of spin off or carry on a little bit more, I'm going to tell you what I, I am doing uh, currently for that, and um, hopefully it helps you as well, because I feel like I, I just ended it, and I gave you some tips, but I want to let you know a little bit more about what I'm doing currently before I jump into the next question. 
Um, I set a goal list uh, for myself. Why? It's because most of the time we're depressed. It's because what we're doing now doesn't match what it is we want to do. But the question is for me is like, what do I want to do? You know, in my head, the only thing that I can think about is running a gym and having a gym and the smell and the people and the mats and the kettlebells and everything about the gym. That's what I want to do. But I have to understand that it's not there. Right? It's, it's almost like now it's just a piece of my imagination or a dream. And I'm still searching for that. And what I'm currently doing now, which is I'm taking care of my children. And I have to accept that. So it's for me, it's taking the back seat of what I used to do and moving into the front seat of what I need to do. So I wrote down the goals. What are my goals? My goal is to be a good dad. My goal is to be a father that shows up. And what sucks about those is that you don't make money doing those. But that's how we, we are programmed. right? That's how we make things matter in our life by creating money in order to create happiness not saying it's not correct and a lot of people argue with me but I know a lot of rich people that suck dick and a lot of people with money that suck people's dick to get the money I don't suck no one's dick I'm gonna stop now (laughs) but the goals that I wrote down to be a good father And to be there as a father, I can't, there's no monetary value on that. So a lot of times when I'm sitting here and playing with the kids or doing some uh, ABCs and tracing or or whatever it is, like that, I have to look at that as the reward. And that's difficult for me to do, as shitty as that sounds. I love every moment of it, but it's hard for me to look at that as something successful, Because I just compare myself, I compare what I am doing now to what I used to do. And I'm still not over it. You know, I've come to that realization that I'm still not over the gym. I'm still not over the closing. I'm still not over it. And I don't know how long that's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to be for me to just realize that it's gone. And it was my decision. Now, the thing is, too, right? The one, I can't wait to talk to my therapist because I'm bla- I blame myself. You know, and everyone's going to say, oh, don't blame yourself. It's not, a, I get it. I get it. I, I'm sure at some point I'll believe that I'm not. But right now, that's the way the cards are for me. That's the way it looks like when I read them. I close the gym. It is my fault. I created the change. Did I? Probably not. But in my head, it kind of seems like it's the right thing. So I wrote the goal list, and my goal list now is to believe it and try to make sure that I understand that the things that I'm looking for in my life as a goal, it has to match what it is I want to see. Because right now it's split. I need to create what I'm doing now to what it is I want to be, and I have to Work on seeing that as this is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a fucking great thing, guys. It's a great thing. It just doesn't click yet. Because I always feel like I need to do more. I always feel like I'm not perfect. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Kind of good first realization was today. Today's first day of school for Phoenix. Um, Right, August 9th. It's August 9th. 
first day of school for Phoenix. That's weird for me because you see it's September like 9th when uh, Jersey goes in. And people were just dropping off their kids and then running around frantically to get out of there because they had to go to work. You know, it was great that they were there for their, their kids. It was great to see them there for them. But after that, like, I'm lucky enough to be able to sit there for a little bit longer and make sure he goes inside, which was a hot mess, by the way. I could talk about that some other time. But he, it was a hot mess over there. School was a hot mess. Disorganized. No one knew. Phoenix didn't even have a teacher. No one knew where he was going. He was passed from teacher to teacher, like in, in the sections. They were holding little signs with their names. His teacher was nowhere to be found. I'm not sure where he was because I know he's like in inclusive classes, but he's somewhere. So they just took him and they brought him inside. Everyone else is still in line. They took Phoenix inside because they had no idea where he is. Well, we're not allowed inside. We weren't allowed through the gate. So I'm just sitting there watching him being passed around like a doll. And then finally he gets into, the, I guess, the office at some point. And they found this classroom. Uh, Nat called uh, the school to find out if he was actually safe. And uh, he was safe. So that was good. Thank goodness. But yeah, like being able to be there, then walk back home with Sage. And now I have Sage. Now we can work on stuff, and I, I I don't have someone else raising her and being with her. You know why? Because I was raised that way. Like, I was raised by 35,000 babysitters. I don't even remember half of them. One of them, something really, really bad happened with me. So that's why I'm really adamant about not having that. You know, always trying to be there, I think. But I'll figure that out as the days goes that goes by, but making that goal list and seeing is what you're doing in line with what you want. Because if it's not, you have to start trying to figure out a way to make it even at least a hobby or something fun for you. All right, so that's just an extra little tip before I move on to this next question. Next question is pretty tough because it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure it's going to be. And it's mainly, uh, Pete, I know you moved cross country. How are you going to deal with? Life events back on the East Coast. Meaning, what if are you going to miss people's weddings? You're going to miss people's big birthdays. You're going to miss friends and family's deaths. It's a tough question, and how do you deal with it? The only thing I know that's going to happen when all this happens is going to be one emotion that's going to take over my life, and that's called guilt. Guilt is going to destroy me because I'm going to feel guilty for not being there. I'm going to feel guilty for not showing up. I'm going to feel guilty for not going on a plane ride. I'm going to feel guilty for not being the support that someone might need. But at the same time, you have to look at where you are realistically. Can I step away for a week or a couple days while there's two children here and then two dogs and then my wife wife goes to work full time? I'm sure she could do it once. You know, if it's very, very uh, serious but not multiple times. I can't go and see birthdays all the time. I can't go and see uh, someone get married all the time anymore. And what's going to be the hard one is if someone's, God forbid, someone passes. We already had one. My friend's stepmother just passed, right? Of course I want to be there. My best friend's stepmother just passed. Of course I want to be there. I can't. You know, and just accepting the fact that this was the choice we made was to, I guess, not separate yourself, but you're separate now. You're still there at heart. You're still there in in love. But sometimes we can't be there physically. And I don't think it should be something that should be looked 
down upon and people should be understanding. You know, it's it's a tough time to move around and sometimes people's situations don't allow that. And I know for me, it's not going to it's not going to be I'm not going to be allowed to do it. Like being able to just take off and go back on an airplane and leave. Well then who's going to watch? I got two dogs, two kids. One's now in school. My wife works like 10 and 12 hours a day depending on how busy they are. And she going to take off for me to go see a 40th birthday? I doubt it. As much as going to kill me inside as a guilt creeps up and and moves through, that's going to be the 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 emotion I'm going to have to work with. What what am I going to do to counter the feelings of guilt that I'm going to start having? Am I going to use tip? Am I going to use self-soothe? Am I going to use, what am I going to use? Am I going to write letters? Do I just have to forgive myself for making a decision like that? And that's, guys, when I opened up Crank, I missed people's funerals. And I fucking regret it every day. I miss people's funerals. One good friend, one of my wrestlers, another one of my wrestlers. Until this day, I still regret it. But you have to learn to forgive yourself. Because I couldn't take off. It was just one of those things where I was not able to just to make it. And I think about it. I think about it all the time. I think about why wasn't I there? You could have just did this. What are people saying? A lot of the things like that creep into my head once in a while. Taking that step back, learning to manage that emotion, and just forgive yourself for what it is you did, for what it is you're about to do, what it is you're thinking about. Because at the end of the day, you're there. You know in your heart you're there. You know in your heart you're, you're physically, you're, you're there. Or you're there for them. Whatever ritual you want to do to, to help, um, not celebrate, whether it's celebrate or mourn, you're there. I'm sure you weren't there. You didn't get to kneel next to the body. But you're there. You know, and give yourself credit for that. And I'll, I'll do the same. You know? Always keep them in mind, keep them in thought. And if it's someone's birthday, shoot them a text. Maybe, you know, give them, send them something on your own. That's kind of the way uh, it, it would work. You know, that's how I'm definitely going to have to take on that battle and take it on as, as it comes and as it starts to present itself. So in closing, right, for the first question was, you know, depression, how to deal with it. Definitely go see a therapist, right? Go see a therapist first off. Then maybe have some conversations with the people that don't believe in you, don't believe that it's real. You're going to have to have some conversation, let them understand that this is your life and this is what you're going to do with it and this is how it's going to go. You, know, you have to kind of take control of your life. And for the whole thing about not being able to go back to the East Coast, uh, when something happens, guilt's going to come. And you have to learn to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the decision that you made. Forgive yourself for the decisions that you're going to make. You know, and know that you had every right intention possible, no matter what people are going to say about it. Because they're going to. People are going to have their words. And you know what? That's not fair. That's not fair because they're not in your position. Right? Let them have their words. Let them do what it is. You know 
in every way possible. You did what you can, and we're doing what we can, or we'll do what we can to be there for them. Maybe it's not physically, but within our hearts and our soul, you know you're there. Right? So I, I, I understand that. So guys, thank you so much for coming out to episode number nine. Um, number nine? Number nine. Yeah, number nine. I'm glad you guys came out. I'm going to um, record again tomorrow for episode number 10. And hopefully we get this one out by today. If not, I'll definitely have it out by Tuesday. I'm going to try to get a back-to-backer this week. So, guys, thank you so much uh, for everything. I do have two uh, podcasts being booked up. It's going to be both about pretty much nutrition. I'm going to be on another person's podcast, um, one of my old wrestlers. I'm not going to brutalize it, but I know it's Dom Benedetto. Um, He's getting ready for a very intense pro bodybuilding show. Um, so I'm excited to talk and meet with them. And then uh, a good friend who's a vegan, vegan nutrition guy, uh, Mark Rosamilia. So he will also be on just trying to get those dates locked down. And if you have anyone else you guys want to uh, listen to, or maybe I could reach out to and get on this cast, you let me know and comment up or shoot me an email and um, we'll figure it out. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming out. This is Pete from the Jersey to Vegas podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Pete, you can follow him on Instagram at Pete Isop. Thanks again, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.